You are listening to the Living Room Confessional Podcast. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the Living Room Confessional Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney. So I appreciate you guys for giving me grace last week because I know I owe you guys an episode. However, with the traveling and the house, it it was a lot. I'm not going to lie, it was a lot and I could not keep up and I am a one woman show. So I appreciate you guys allowing me to take a day off and miss an episode. I try not to do that because I have a bad like past of doing that and not coming back but no I really appreciate it it has been a whirlwind of a year and as you guys probably heard in the last episode um I my I think my offer was accepted I closed on the day that we were supposed to and that I was supposed to release the last episode which is kind of why I didn't produce an episode. It was a bit of an emotional roller coaster in a good way. But the podcast that Monday hit three years on October 9th. And I swear I forget every year. But this year, I at least posted on Instagram about it. And now I'm talking about it. So you know what? We're celebrating. And then Wednesday, obviously, I closed on the house. And then Sunday, I left. <laughs> and I have been gone um, traveling for work. And then I went to see my family um, in Houston so I'm finally back and now I am moving. So it's this is literally the last episode that I'll be doing in this apartment. And it's it's bittersweet. I'm so happy for the new chapter and that I've been blessed to um, kind of move forward and purchase my first home. But also I'm like, this is my first apartment in North Carolina. I didn't even finish off my lease. And I don't know if you guys know this. Ever since I was 22, I have moved every single year. I've renewed two leases and broken those leases before they even started. So, yeah, I'm kind of keeping with the the trend. So having a house, you would think I would be stationary. And yet I'm just like, okay, well, I can put it for lease in a couple of years. Then I'm like, oh, God, no, I I, I really I got to stop the the pattern at some point. But I'm very excited for this new chapter. And something that I wanted to try, I think I've done this one other time on the podcast was well, is when I just kind of talk to you guys. I did not write out an episode. So this is just going to be me talking to you today. And I'm going to try to do as little editing as possible. Um, This is actually kind of a soft spot of mine. Well, it's not so much a soft spot. It's just somewhere where I kind of struggle. I like to write out my episodes because I like to make sure I hit all the points. But also, I'm always worried that I'm going to say the wrong thing. And so in an effort not to second guess myself, I tend to follow what I've written so that I feel like I'm, I have a foundation and I'm on a, a good path. Today, we're not going to do that. We're just going to, you know, just we're just going to talk. Like I said, I'm going to do as as little editing as possible. I am packing. My movers come in 48 hours. And believe it or not, I'm not ready. I'm a pro at moving for the most part. <laughs> but this time, you know, I've just been moving little by little in my car. And a couple of friends have helped me out for, here and there. And 
we're just kind of taking it day by day. <laughs> so I have packing to do as soon as I'm done with this. So I'm just going to, you know, enjoy my time here and not stress about it. But today I really wanted to talk about why we should keep our next moves a secret. And I think I've spoken about this on here previously, but I'll restate it. I did not tell anybody in my family that I was buying a house. Not a single one, which is not normal for me. I am one of those people where I get like overly excited and I overshare. And I did not do that this time. And I'm actually really happy that I didn't. And there are very few people that I told that were friends or acquaintances before the process was even finished. I just kind of moved by faith and moved in silence. And you know, it wasn't as stressful as you would think it was. And oops, I just hit the microphone. (laughs) And one thing that I really think that we need to remember when we are making plans and making moves in life, it's not everybody's business what you're doing. People can have jealousy, they can have negative thoughts and say things that might deter you or give you pause. Or they could actually take what you're doing and redirect it if you allow them to. And I'm going to tell a story and, you know, I don't use names. And I just kind of wanted to give you guys an example of why I don't do this. I have a friend (laughs) and this friend, we've known each other for years. And as I've said previously, I'm a huge dreamer. I love coming up with ideas for things business ideas, dreams about traveling, dreams about doing big things. And I would always share things with her. However, it got to the point where she would say, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Or you always say stuff like that. And I'm just kind of like, you know, sometimes life does not take you down the easiest path or the path that you think that you should be going down, or let's call it the the path of least resistance. Sometimes things take time. And just because you're doing it now does not mean that it's not going to happen in the future. Well, I would speak to this person and I would literally feel like crap as soon as the conversation was over because I would start thinking to myself, yeah, I've been saying this for years and it's never happened. And what if it doesn't happen? And then I just kind of look silly and I feel like a liar or just somebody who can't make their dreams come true because I'm watching everybody else around me. So something that I ended up doing, and the trip to Ireland has a lot to do with this, is I didn't tell anybody. When I booked that trip, I hadn't told anybody that I booked that trip. And I never told this person that I booked that trip. I literally allowed them to just see it. When I was there, I took a picture and I posted it on Instagram. And the message I got was, I can't believe you finally did it. And it's just like, the, the instant gratification that I felt, it was just finally, it's almost like I, somewhere inside of me, I was just waiting for them to be like, to give me my flowers, basically, and to just be like, OK, she did what she said she was going to do. But I kind of realized that there was a pattern and this person had done this on so many things. I just wanted my actions to speak and it finally felt good. And I understood what that feeling was when they're like, Allow your actions to speak for you and stop telling people what your plans are before you actually do them. It's a world of difference. So I just want to encourage you, if you are getting that resistance or getting the negativity from people who don't believe you because you've 
taken too long to do something they think you should have been able to do by now, or they don't think you are the type of person that should have that experience or could have that experience, keep it to yourself and literally just let them watch you blossom and live your life and just move forward. And it's kind of flooded into other areas of my life, such as my career, any businesses that I'm interested in, any long-term plans that I have, just relationships and networking that I'm doing right now. I just kind of want to keep it on the low and just kind of move forward and allow people to see things as I achieve them. And I think that's really important because as far as people kind of taking you off that path, everybody has ideas. And I've also been in another situation where it's been along the lines of, I've had an idea and I've started working towards it. Somebody else had a similar idea, which I didn't know at the time. So when I was sharing with them what my idea was, they were like, oh, I would do this. And if I were you, I would do this. And this makes more sense. You shouldn't actually do that. You should do this. And they kind of start warping your ideas into their own. And then when you look at what you were planning on doing and what you were working towards, I didn't even recognize it anymore because they weren't my ideas. Let me take you back even further. So when I moved into my first apartment, I went to my mother. (laughs) And mind you, I did not tell my mother I was moving out until two weeks before my lease started because I was just like, you know, let's just let's just play it safe. I don't know if she's going to get mad. (laughs) I didn't tell her I was moving out. I was just like, yeah, let's I've just signed this lease for a year and I've never done anything like this before. So let's just let's just hang on to this until it's time. Like, I have to tell her. (laughs) So I've been like stockpiling stuff in my closet and like hiding stuff under the bed. Yeah, I was 22. But, you know, (laughs) I was a little scared of my mom. (laughs) Anyway, so um, one of the last things that I needed to buy was a couch. And I had saved up a certain amount of money and I had a bit of a vision in my head of what I wanted my apartment to look like and how I wanted to paint it. And it's first apartment. Like, I feel like when you are really young and you get into your first apartment, like you paint. As an adult, I would never paint an apartment, number one, because I'd only be there for a year. I will never do that again. (laughs) And then you kind of buy things that fit that specific apartment that aren't really versatile and don't go to the next place. So these are all things that I had to work through. But my mom was very excited and I grew up with a huge sectional with like a recliner at each end and I wanted a cloth couch. Well, my mom, I guess she kind of liked like the the leather blend couches. So we went to the front. Actually, we didn't go to the furniture store together. She decided to go to a furniture store without me (laughs) and she brokered a deal with the owner of the store for a leather blend couch and it was a very plush couch or I don't even know if that's the right word it was it it was it was comfy it was big it was oversized it looked it was a comfy couch so she had brokered this deal and she calls me and she was like hey I found you a couch and I'm like you found me a couch and she was like yeah and she was like it's in your price range and I'm like dope so I rush over to the store to meet her and I'm looking at this couch and it's in my price range. And that's all I'm happy about. It is not the style I initially wanted. It is not the color I wanted. And it is not a sectional. 
And I'm looking at this couch and I'm looking around and I actually see a sectional that I love. However, not in my price range. And it's not the right color, but it's like kind of give or take. Well, I ended up getting talked out of the sectional and I bought the leather blend couch. I hate this couch. (laughs) I had this couch for, God, four years, three, four years. It's one of those couches. I'm from Texas. It is one of those couches where you get up and it is like it sticks to your legs. And then as it got older, like the little the the leather blend started coming apart. And so you would lay on the couch and then you'd have like pieces in your hair and pieces stuck to your leg and pieces on the floor. And you were constantly like cleaning up. And while the couch was great for like it served its purpose. I had to get rid of that couch a lot earlier than I initially anticipated. So after that, I started shopping for furniture by myself. But like this is not a dig at my mom because I think that she really helped me out by getting that couch down to a price that I could afford because I never would have had enough seating in the living room in that apartment had I not gotten these couches because it was a couch and a love seat. And so very grateful for that. However, kind of just like long term, I had to get rid of the couch a lot earlier than you would normally get rid of a couch. But um, that being said, that just kind of shows, and I'm using this as an example, because when you tell people or you kind of let them in and allow their ideas to become your ideas, you can throw off what your plans were and you end up doing something that you never even wanted to do and going in a completely different direction. So just with this couch, I literally had to kind of build my furniture and design my apartment around these two couches. I could never get an, a, an apartment with a smaller living room because I had a couch and a love seat. And I didn't want to, me being me, I didn't want to waste my money. So I had to make sure that whatever I did would accommodate this set. And so that just kind of goes to show, make sure that you were owning your ideas And be very careful of anyone that you tell your ideas to or you bring them or bring in because they can easily change your mind if you're not like 100% sold on what you're doing or if you don't know what you're doing and you're kind of learning as you go. It's always great to get help from the right source. Definitely needed my mom to help me like haggle a deal. Did not know how to do that. I still don't know how to do that. I will walk in and be like... (laughs) okay, I don't want to argue. Okay, I'll just take it full price. (laughs) But um, my mom, a whiz at getting a, a good deal. So just make sure that you're strong enough to speak up for yourself. If it's not something that you want, it's not something that you want. I think in this regard now, I would have loved for my mom to take me to another place or try to get me a deal on what I actually wanted rather than me still doing it by myself, but getting helping me get a good deal, but actually getting something closer to what I wanted so I could have kept it a little bit longer. But that being said, I think that keeping things quiet to yourself is very beneficial. But on the other side of the coin, it is beneficial at times to let people in because When you have ideas and you're trying to move forward in something, but you don't know what you're doing, I'm in that position right now. 
what I would say is pray about it and ask for God to send you people who know what you like, know what needs to be done, who are experts in this area and can help you like grow and figure it out rather than you sitting here putting on too many hats that you don't know how to wear. However, if that's not always the case, I do think it's beneficial to just let somebody in if you're not sure. If you're making a huge life-altering decision, sometimes it's good to have that second point of view. And I do think that that's extremely beneficial. And that is sometimes where you can let somebody in that you completely trust, that you know won't deter you from where you're going or try to take your plan and do something completely different. So this is the last point I'm going to make. And I really think that celebrating too early is a big mistake. And I say that because, let's go back to the house as an example. (laughs) When I was looking for a house, I would literally call my agent and I would be like, this is, this is it. Like, I, mind you, I only saw, like, I, I bought the third or fourth house that I saw. I called my agent and I was just like, oh my God, this house is perfect. It's this, it's that. Like, where's the paperwork? Like, let's make an offer. And she was like, no, 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 no. Let's go see it first. She was like, pictures can be very, very deceiving. Let's go see it first. Like, I'm glad you're excited, but don't go overboard. I was just like, no, I'm so sure. I'm so sure. And so we got to the house and sure enough, like, oh my God, there was one with outlets in the floor and there were no lights. The ceilings were low. It was, it was literally like a dollhouse that somebody painted and like chopped in half. It was so small. And the pictures were complete. Like, I don't know who they hired, but that photographer needs a raise because wow. Walking in and looking at those pictures completely night and day, I was I was traumatized. <laughs> and then the next one we went to right after that, that I was so sold on and I thought it was the house. Same thing, pretty much. Like it, we got closer, but it just wasn't right. <laughs> and so celebrating too early, it can be detrimental to your plans. Because if you celebrate too early, you're telling everybody your plans and you're you're just kind of on a cloud you're not I don't know how far you've gotten and it's when you first make a plan to do something and you haven't even really gotten started like celebrate by yourself the small wins of you getting started but don't tell people oh I'm doing this because here's here's what happens they give you all of the applause and the accolades for doing what you're doing and how great you're gonna be once it like how great it's gonna be once you finish however when you hit those hurdles trying to complete it and you start becoming depleted and you start losing momentum the applause have already happened what are you working for allow yourself to reach the end before you share it and you celebrate with everybody because the work in the middle when it's up and it's down and it's up and it's down like you've already told people you're going to do it so now you're feeling like a failure you have are losing motivation you're being extra hard on yourself and you have put so much pressure on yourself to do something 
And heaven forbid you gave yourself a timeline and you told everybody your timeline. I've done this so many times. Like I said, I get really excited about stuff and some, like I've had a really bad habit of running my mouth too soon. And then I don't complete something. And sometimes plans change or this is something you're actually not supposed to do or you're not supposed to do it yet or you need to kind of go back to the drawing board and rethink it and do it again. I mean, look at Jeff Bezos and Amazon man's working in his garage on this for years. And like, I don't know if he told people and they were like, okay, great. And then it's like 10 years later before anything real happens. I don't even know if it was 10 years later. I don't know his timeline, but it was a long time before anything actually happened. And people were probably like, this man is crazy. Like, what are you working towards? Like what, where are the fruits of all this labor that you, this labor of love that you've been doing in this company? We look at him now and we're like, wow. But back then I guarantee you, they weren't like, yay, Amazon. And now we have to wait 10 years for you to do anything with it. So it's just hold applause until the end. There's nothing wrong with getting encouragement and letting people know so that you can have support from certain people, but don't tell the masses until it is time to tell the masses because the last thing you want to do is put that added pressure on yourself and then when things don't go the way you think that they're supposed to go or they don't pan out or it takes longer than you expected. You're not feeling like a failure trying to reach the end of a goal and you're more relieved to just be done than celebrating your accomplishment. So that is my two cents for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I will be back in two weeks recording from my house. (laughs) I'm so excited. I have no idea what I'm going to be talking about then. And I'll probably be in a whole different headspace, hopefully not as stressed, but in a good headspace. And we can have some great conversations and get ready to kick off the holidays. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in. Bye. Bye.